In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This time between the Feast of Ascension and Pentecost is a model for both how we can start a mission and how we can renew a parish. Acts 1 describes a process of waiting and praying to which we can add the elements of discussing and discerning. Like the first disciples, before we rush into mission, we must wait and pray. Jesus ascended and told them to wait for 10 days until the Holy Spirit came to lead them into mission, ministry. So we must pray and wait. And as we wait, we must discern what new things God is calling us to do. We must ask God to send the Holy Spirit to us, to lead us, to guide us into the work he has for us. We often talk in church about the power of God, but we often act like Pelagians. Pelagius was a British monk, the namesake of an ancient heresy, which focused on relying on human effort to fulfill the will of God. We rely on methods or systems. What we really need is spiritual renewal. We must be committed to our own lives of prayer and spiritual progress. We cannot give what we do not have. There must be a commitment on the part of each parish and mission to fast and pray for mission to ask God to do through us and in us what we cannot do through our own clever mission plans. We must fast and pray and wait and discern and discuss. We must be committed to this approach to prayer and mission and waiting and praying, not just for a few weeks or a few months, but as part of the ongoing fabric of who we are as a church. I remember an example when I was at a synod visiting another synod down in Florida. A couple of people from the parish wanted to talk to me about mission because I'm known as the guy who talks about those things. So we had breakfast with like a senior warden, a priest, and I told them, they said, well, what do you think we should do? I said, you need to get you two and maybe a couple more, and you need to start setting aside a day to fast and pray for the mission of your parish. He said, I'm not sure we can get anyone else to do that. And I, you know, I have, I'm, my schedule, it doesn't really work for that. And I just thought this said, then don't think about mission. If you can't get your core group to stop, gather, fast and pray, and wait on God to ask him what, you want, what he wants you to do, forget about it. Stop. Keep doing what you're doing, but don't think that you're going to renew your church and be led into mission. And as we fast and pray, we must discuss the ideas for mission that God brings before us. And these ideas, this is why it's good to have a number of people come together, because people have ideas, and sometimes a convergence of ideas, they get sharpened, and the silly ideas go. And you know, you might try some things that don't work, but you're trying to refine and discern. And you're trying to discern and distinguish between what God wants to lead you into and maybe your own innate clever ideas for how you want to change the world. And as we continue our mission discussion, those will be clear to us. What is the fruitful mission the Holy Spirit has for us and what we really want to do 
There's just something that's really more about what we want than what God wants for us. There are some questions to ask as we talk about mission. Where will we encounter the people who are not us? How will we seek out and find the lost sheep? How will we develop relationships with them? How will we take a genuine interest in the lives of those who are not now in our parish, wanting to know their stories, wanting to listen and hear, and then wanting to share with them how prayer and the grace of God can begin to touch those places in their lives where it hurts? How will we practice hospitality? As our epistle said, practice hospitality one to another without grudging. That is, welcoming the stranger. And, and this hospitality he's talking about, First Peter's talking about, who he says one to another, he's talking about a church. He's really talking about people in the church who have grudges against each other. So we do need to reach out to the communities around us, but a good way to practice and begin your mission renewal within a parish is, who am I mad at in my church? Let's go talk to that person, say, I want to get a cup of coffee. Let's listen a little bit and get to know each other a little bit more. I've discovered over time in getting to know people, that even when I, don't, I still don't agree with somebody, once you get to know someone, you develop much greater sympathy and, and love for them as a person and respect versus the sort of surface animosities that continue when we don't really know each other. How we practice hospitality. How will we open doors and set tables in our church where those who are outside can come in and join us that are for them and not just for us? How will we form those who come to us as Christians? And formation is the key. The modernist error is that faith is primarily something that is taught, that you become a Christian by learning the truths about God. The truth is we need to teach people how to pray, how to reorient their lives around this interaction with God that we call the life of prayer that begins in the altar, it continues for us in the daily offices and, and perpetuates in, in continual prayer. And this forms us. This is how we become, how we, how we grow into the image of God. Mere teaching, mere knowing about God in your head will not form you or anyone. We need the teaching, but the teaching informs the practices. How will we make this available in our church when people come to us? And I should say that a lot of churches will say, well, we don't really have any needs, so when a need comes along, then we'll form, then we'll know what we want to do. You can't do that. You have to form the program before anyone even thinks about coming to it. The table has to be set so when people come, you're ready. So I just want to issue a bit of a charge to all of our parishes and missions. Establish in your parish a corporate discipline of fasting and praying for mission. And it doesn't matter whether everyone will do it. Get some remnant in your parish. Two is the minimum. Three, four. And set a place, a day. Wednesday is our day as a diocese of fasting and prayer for mission. Establish that practice. Continue in it. Create space in your church or mission for an ongoing discussion about how you will reach out to those who are not you. The space just needs to exist. We talk about. That's one thing I, I notice in churches we get so busy with doing our liturgies and doing all the business of church, sometimes there's not time 
to stop and say, well, now what are we going to do? So since there's not time to stop and think about it, then we never do it. So we must create space for that conversation. An excellent way to do this is to, if we're going to do Wednesdays as a day of fasting and prayer, to gather maybe for evening prayer and the litany for mission after a day of fasting and just discuss for an hour some ideas, brainstorming, and keep that, con that conversation going. Consider when you create space for ongoing discussion and how you're going to reach out, how you welcome people. Where is the space for people to come in that are not you? I believe there's a certain urgency to this as a movement. Um, St. Peter tells us in the epistle, the end of all things is at hand, which means the completion, the telos of all things. We should live our lives as those who are looking toward the coming of our Lord. And we don't have time to waste squandering our gifts or burying our talents. We have to feel a certain urgency about this as a church. We are called to be a source of new life, a witness for new life in a dying world. And it is a daunting task, this idea, how are we as a small diocese and small parishes and small missions going to do this. But the smallness of the task, if we look at the situation again that we're looking at with the first Christians, after our Lord ascended, there were, you know, they had the 12 and a few, some others hanging out in a room, not having any idea what, what to do. Nothing about those first disciples in the upper room after the ascension said, this is going to transform the world. But they prayed and waited, and the Holy Spirit came. We have the image also here from Ezekiel 37, where God raises the dry bones. He speaks of the dry bones of Israel and raises them up as an exceedingly great army. So we pray and wait for God to raise us up. So in this time between the Feast of Ascension and Pentecost this Sunday and beyond then, let us pray that the Holy Spirit will come to us in a new way. And let us believe, let us believe that as the first disciples became a global mission, so we, though it seems as though we're small and weak, can be used by God to do something great, to do something big, to fulfill our vocation, to be witnesses for Christ in the world. Let us pray and wait and believe, and let us, above all things, persevere in that faith. If we persevere in that faith, uh, God will, will answer our prayer. God will come to us. God will raise us up, and God will lead us into a new pathway of mission. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.